I'm Katie. I'm Garrett. We started a podcast. And Against the odds. <laughs> we both have ADHD and we're diagnosed as adults. So we're tackling that late diagnosis and what that means for each of us every week. And we also take little side quests into things like the history of tarot and the history of Geraldo Rivera's mustache. Lots of side quests and um, rabbit holes. I think every week has different rabbit holes that we fall down. Yes. Um, and we are excellent at getting sidetracked. I think it's some may say professionals (laughs) (laughs) so if you also like getting sidetracked and want to laugh along with your two new best friends tune in every thursday to the bar is ankle high available on all platforms and follow us on instagram and facebook at the bar is ankle high Bye. Hello, you. <laughs> what? I don't know. Hello, you are listening to Worse So They Say, the podcast for two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. I'm Megan. And I, for the millionth time, am having something. Obviously, you can hear. I don't God, know. Kelsey. I know. Like, I told my manager at one of my jobs because. We live in a capitalist society and I have multiple of them. I I told my manager, I was like, I used to say I'm not sick very often. Like, rarely am I sick. Mm -hmm. And this is like, I don't even know if I would call this sick. Maybe. This is like the fifth or sixth time in like three months. I'm tired of it, Grandpa. Dang. Yeah, I see. I don't know if it's age or the weird weather we're having. I mean, I'm convinced it might have to do with the weather a little bit, only because it was when it started when we had like a big jump in the temperature. And Mm -hmm. then I suddenly like my throat was super dry. I had a lot of drainage. And then I had like the aftermath of drainage with the raw sore throat. And now I just have like the I wake up and I'm really snotty and nose runs all day. And I'm like, this is this is fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I feel that. So this is obnoxious. It's real I'm just, obnoxious. I feel better, but I'm tired. I'm tired often and all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there are multiple factors in why I'm tired, I'm sure. One, I'm just ready for the sun to be back regularly. Like, the few nice days we have had, I've taken as much advantage of as I can and yeah. gotten some vitamin D in my life. Um, I need it. I need something. I know. <laughs> well, like, not to get all whatever, but, like, I also know uh, just my sleeping habits in general need to be better. My eating habits in general need to be better. Like, all of those just sort of feed off of each other. Yeah. You know, let's let's be each other's accountability partners. <laughs> yeah, let's all <laughs> Do be better. better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. We're back. Hey. I feel like I had, I like wanted to make a list of notes of things to talk about before we got into the episode. And now I can't remember. Um, Mm. I just want to say a random like thanks to our listeners that have like, you know, stayed up to date with the podcast, been interactive, talked to us. Like we really appreciate your interacting and feedback and the little stories that you tell us. Like we, we get them. We may not always discuss them just because we don't get the the influx of 
listener stories that we used to, but like we like mm-hmm. the little stories that you guys send us. Uh, we appreciate all of that. Oh, I thought you were talking about like funny stories, stuff to no. talk about. Cause I- <laughs> no, I mean, it, well, we get little anecdotes. We get little side things. We do get little like haunted stories from time to time, like personal experiences of people. Um, I don't know. We appreciate all of them. So see, I was going more for like what's going on in my life. Not like, thank y'all. Let me be appreciative. I was going to tell like something funny. No, well, no, <laughs> I meant all. that. I meant that also. But while it was on my mind, I just wanted to say, I feel like you guys do periodically send us things and tell us things and then we just never mention it. And I don't want you to think that like we don't see them. We do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know we have a listener slash a friend of mine that I feel like literal poop because I know you messaged me around like New Year's Eve time. It wasn't even about haunted things. It was about hanging out for New Year's Eve. I'm so sorry. Oh, like God, I'm the literal worst. I'm the literal worst at responding to things. Um, but I like that. I just like that you guys talk to us. That's all. And know that like in my mind i feel like trash when i don't respond to you i don't know if that means anything or not but (laughs) i acknowledge it i get anxious and then i don't say anything Mm -hmm. but it's here in my heart so (laughs) it is um what was your funny story do you have anything funny i did actually have a funny story but now it seems inappropriate (laughs) oh no i mean go for it i don't care so we're coming off of valentine's day right yes gosh yeah and uh it was I was in the car driving to, I was heading out of town for something, whatever. Anyway, and because we are in the Midwest, there is no shortage of trucks that constantly feel the need to race each other when they see each other on the road. Yes, yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't. But anyway, this truck in particular that was driving down the road in front of us, it was an older truck and it was missing the back hatch. And Mm -hmm. they had a huge, like, stuffed teddy bear or a monkey or some type of animal (laughs) in the back. Uh, Like a a life-size one. It looked like a person sitting in the back of a car. And I said, wow, someone's getting a really nice Valentine's (laughs) present. Uh But then another truck pulls up. And they start doing the wow, wow while they're driving. I was like, oh, here we go. So we hit, like, a a red light. And then we take off. And this truck... (laughs) With the with the big stuffed animal in the back, must have had another um, another present back there that they lost because I promise you, I mean we were going a little fast, but I saw what I saw <laughs> when that truck took off and they both started racing. Something flew out of the back of that car, kind of long slender shape and oh. bounced oh. down the road. I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know let's say somewhere between six to ten inches long oh rubbery gosh. <laughs> came flying out of the back of that truck oh. and i said well there goes half her present <laughs> dang <laughs> i laughed so hard i was just like someone's gonna find that on the road and go what wow. <laughs> <laughs> so funny wow well that's that is something i have not um someone's missing half of their valentine's present <laughs> i know i have never uh seen anything like that i don't think so mm-hmm. i and no one else in the car saw and i said that's great i'm just gonna keep this to myself i guess <laughs> uh i don't know i don't have any necessary little anecdotes i was at work today at my other job not the one that i talked to the manager about <laughs> And 
there's like this convention, this three day convention thingy going on. And I don't know why it just bugged me. It stuck with me that they had one of the workshops they had was about social media presence. And mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. a, it's, it's an a, a women in agriculture convention thing. Oh. And they're basically like how they had a panel about social media presence and, you know, things to do, things not to do, whatever. And I just listening to it at first of all, first of all, as I'm sitting at the soundboard, one of the ladies that's going to talk is standing next to me and just making small talk. She's like, so are you in high school, too? I was like, oh, God no (laughs) i just laughed i was like uh no i'm gonna be uh 32 this year and she went you have a really young face i said thank you i get that all the time and like it's really just a curse at this point um and i realized she's only a year and a half older than me i was like yikes okay well anyway uh but that's not the point uh Oh, no, I mean, it is kind of the point that she was, she's roughly the same age as me. I don't know about the other two women on the panel. One, actually, one of them mentioned she was in her 20s, so younger. And then the other woman was probably, I would say, in her 40s-ish. So these people giving a panel on social media presence and whatnot. It really just kind of annoyed me. I understand the demographic of people that they're speaking to. It's, yes, it's women in agriculture, but it's agriculture and farming, FFA, 4-H, all that stuff. There's a certain demographic that falls into that uh-huh. category. And uh, I don't I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I just think, well, I just think it's silly how they were very like be professional on social media they're like yeah you can you can post some silly things some funny stuff like some you can be yourself a little bit but make sure your your social media presence reflects what you want a business like a business or a potential employer to see Uh and part of me is sitting here thinking like that's kind of stupid i don't know like i just started getting in this um mental thought process of how my personal life shouldn't reflect my work life i don't know i just started the more i was listening to them the more i was getting annoyed that they're like be your employer can look at your facebook feed not facebook for these kids because apparently facebook is not cool for kids anymore no Uh, but they're like they can look at these things and decide whether or not to hire you based on the stuff that you share to an extent i think that's okay if you're a raging homophobe raging racist raging like have these very you know controversial thoughts fine i don't know that's what i was thinking if they're sharing i mean they think it's funny but if they're sharing things that are hurtful like that well um, i did it felt a little double standardy is all i'm saying is because then someone asked a more pointed question of like basically what if i say something like overtly religious and like what if an employer I, I don't know what will they think of that and they're just like oh that's okay like it's okay if it, they're nah. they sort of hinted at they're like don't speak poorly of other people and i'm like we all know who's best at that as well no names given here <laughs> i <laughs> but anyway who what group of people usually put other groups of people down let's be honest mm-hmm. but anyway i just the whole thing was very annoying and then one of the women who is around my age was like, I think it's important for youth on social media. I say, youth! Like, it just annoyed me that these were the way that they were speaking to these these girls. I'm like, you sound ancient, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, if I want to post a stupid meme 
on, on my Facebook that's a little, like, tasteless, that shouldn't affect whether or not I get a job. The same way that my piercings and tattoos tattoos don't affect the way my work ethic mm-hmm. or ability. I don't know. I hope they like my dark comedy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Self-deprecating, that's, dark, taste, like, I just dry. saw a post that said, hits rock bottom. And it's like, well, <laughs> it can't get worse. And then it says, is this the guy who hit you? Rock bottom's older brother. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's that's me right now. <laughs> that's kind of the the feeling I have, the, the presence I'm giving on social media. Right. Well, that's what I posted something recently that was just like... Like, sorry, I can't go out. I have to sit and dissociate at home or something or sit and feel sorry for myself. Like, that's the mm-hmm. kind of stuff you're going to find. Not that my life my is bad. I just, those are things I find funny. <laughs> or like, what are your plans for this weekend? Eat cheese and sin. Like, that's, <laughs> those are my weekend plans usually, most weekends. Mm-hmm. I don't know, sorry to go on that little rant, but for, it's just been sitting with me, like sitting as an outsider where I used to go to these little workshops and conventions and they're like, have a good social media presence. They're like, truthfully, if you don't have to have Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, like it's like, that's not a bad idea. I'm like, these are kids. Like, BFFR. I'm not even going to say what Oh, that God. <laughs> it just makes me mad. I feel like they were being very unrealistic for these kids because they're like, what what are popular social media platforms and they're all listing all of them off and they're like everyone should have a linkedin and then they just kept uh, talking about linkedin i was like be for real <laughs> be for real with these kids i know god and now that i'm in like an office type setting i feel like i have to keep up my linkedin which mm-hmm. they're like ugh. post on linkedin at least like once a week so i'm like i don't i don't know man what am like I posting were, on there? I know they were Still like trying, <laughs> trying to keep like a good social media presence basically was the whole thing. And I'm like, you're not marketing yourself as an employee on social media. So this seems all very silly sorry no offense to this to this seminar going on i suppose i'm still working it um so i shouldn't speak too ill not that any of these people are gonna find me uh but i just thought it was silly that's all it was weighing heavy on my mind oh well i'm glad you got that off there yeah thank you uh we have strayed so far (laughs) (laughs) you know we don't we don't often stray super far this was we get we get one every now and then well (laughs) you say well that's our once a month episode that's what that's supposed to be our fifth thursday that's my thoughts on that okay whatever (laughs) our fifth thursday's coming not in february though we're lucky we get four yeah jeez well let's reel it in welcome folks if you jumped in 10 minutes later yeah roughly oh good (laughs) uh we this week are in new york wow very exciting megan chose our location this time but i'm doing the uh you know demographics the city the history um and you made it interesting for me i'll say that oh did i (laughs) yes because we are in appleton new york I said, cool. So I look up Appleton, New York demographics, and they said, who is she? And I went to like World Population Review. I said, Appleton. It's like, did you mean New York, New York? I said, no, I meant Appleton. Uh, and it like, I would, said what I said. Yeah. Anytime I looked up Appleton, it's like, we don't know who that is. So I really had to like dig to find this. And I now know why. Because Appleton, uh, Wikipedia's quick little definition, is a hamlet in the town of Newfane in Niagara County, New York. 
Good. And so I had to, you know, as I do best, take a little, the tiniest detour. This is a little, like, on point detour of, I don't know what the heck a hamlet is. I've never heard of a place actually called a hamlet. I've heard the word hamlet, but I guess I didn't know what a hamlet was. So it's all based on size. So I was like, okay, so what is... What are the sizes of things? Like, what is the order of things by size? These numbers don't line up. I'm not going to say the numbers, but apparently the smallest thing you've got is an isolated dwelling. Oh, okay. Isolated dwelling. So, I will say, I guess I'll say the numbers it gives here, but they're not real. It doesn't match up with where we are. It says an isolated dwelling is less than 10 people. I was going to say that. All right. Less than 10 people. We are in a hamlet that Mm -hmm. says it is less than 100 people. But that's not true in this in this scenario. This actually matches more with a small town. But that's not what's next. So you've got isolated dwelling, a hamlet, a village, a small town, a large town, a city, and then a large city or conurbation. Con- uh, con- yeah, conurbation. I have no idea how else to say that. Okay. Uh, same deal. But it's like less than 10 people. The hamlet says it's less than 100. Uh, but that immediately is wrong when you look it up because it says the population is 1264 people uh okay yeah i don't know i get there's a lot of so that's what i mean by like appleton was a little challenging because i got a lot of uh what's the word i'm looking for conflicting results okay but it's a hamlet so says wikipedia i want to say it's a hamlet (laughs) just because because hamlet's funny (laughs) yeah i've already talked too much my throat oh here we go so this information, because World Population Review refuses to acknowledge this hamlet, <laughs> is coming from bestplaces.net. Okay. Which I also had to, like, rephrase some things because it is a weird setup. I don't know. The population of Appleton, which, if you're curious, the zip code is 14008. Wow. Okay. Is 1,264 people declining at a rate of 12.3%. What? Which the heck? sounds insane to me. Like we're usually talking decimal points. Yeah. So that's why I'm like number one already kind of skeptical. Uh there are fifty-two people per square mile. The unemployment rate is seven point seven percent, which I'm gonna go ahead and jump down to a note I made like way later where it doesn't make sense. Where in this site it says that the US average unemployment rate is uh six percent. Oh, okay. which is less than half of what we've been saying for a while. Yeah. So I don't know. The, but the we'll go with their numbers. Unemployment is 7.7%. Median income is 47,998. 989. Sorry. Are you good? Yeah, look at your cat. Okay. Well, you're creeping me out. Why? You just look creepy. Oh. Stop it. Quit smiling at my cats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, median income, 47,989. The median age in Appleton is 43.3. She's old. old. Yeah. But also on another page in the same website, it says the average, the median age is 48.7. So that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh And it says the U.S. median age is 37.4, which is pretty close. The number of people per household is 2.7. And the U.S. average is 2.6, right on par. Mm -hmm. Okay, the racial breakdown. She's white, white. 96.9% white. Mm -hmm. 0.3% black. 0.2% Asian. 2.3% Native American. Uh, And this one, 
Okay, well, first, 0.2%, two or more races, 0.2% claim Hispanic ethnicity. There we go. We just talked about this. And that's, yeah. I think it's interesting it says that because it says this percent are white, percent are black, percent are Asian, percent whatever. And then Mm -hmm. it says percent claim other, percent claim Hispanic ethnicity. Claim. Yeah. Which we had a discussion with this with our older sister. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, our niece is Hispanic. She is, yes. And she's, (laughs) they said that, I mean, we've been finding these things out because uh, this, our niece is adopted, but um, her ethnicity and stuff, it's, we've, we've learning, we're learning all these things as a white family that Mm -hmm. it's, we didn't have to think about before. And we're like, wow, I feel really awful <laughs> yeah so if you recall in our last episode when we talked about why his why is hispanic not listed mm-hmm. it's because it's not an option yeah she said the our older sister said that hispanic isn't normally included as a race on anything so typically hispanic people have to mark white and then later under ethnicity they will say hispanic yeah it seems weird. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't understand that. I, but And even right here in black and white, no pun intended, <laughs> it says there are these races and then claim to be mm-hmm. Hispanic. Or cl- they claim Hispanic yeah, ethnicity. Yeah, I would like more information on that. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, the median home cost in Appleton is... 194,700. And once again, we're going to jump down because the U.S. average that we've been saying is almost a half million. Yeah. This says the U.S. average is 291,700. When was this last updated? I'm not sure. I think at the minimum 2022. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Sorry, I had to burp a little bit. Oh. <laughs> um, also, I just left this one in here because it's interesting. It says the home appreci- appreciation in the last 10 years has been 69%. Nice. Yeah, stop. <laughs> uh, but it's true. Like that, the house values have gone up drastically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the same case here. And blah, blah, blah. Me, me, me. Oh, I just copy and pasted this picture because I didn't want to translate all of the information. It's the median rental costs. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a studio apartment, the median rental cost is $780 for a studio. Usually, I think the two bedroom is the standard, which it's still somehow less. $960 a month. Oh, okay. And I believe that includes... Most things. I don't know. For 200 more bucks a month, I'd jump to that two-bedroom. It says for a four-bedroom home, the average rent is 1300 It just oh. seems... I know, this whole site seems a little sketchy to me. Yeah. I do not know. Okay, now for Pete's sake. that That is Appleton uh, in a really asterisk uh, no. <laughs> manner. I don't... That's fine. Sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm skeptical. Uh, We are at a place that I don't think we've done one of these before. No. It's kind of why it stuck out to me. (laughs) Yeah, true. It is a winery. Wow. It's weird how we haven't done one of these yet, but... 
I know. If I would have been better prepared, I was going to. This is the second time I think I've said this since we stopped <laughs> drinking in our episodes. But I wanted to bring a bottle of wine just to, for old time's sake. I have a bottle in the refrigerator. It's interesting. I drank like half of it last night. Well, not even quite half. And it's um, it sounded good. It's weird. It's got a frog on it. I don't, okay. You know what, what uh, I'm talking about. Is that out of French Lick or where is that one Something like that. I got blackberry and peach. Oh. Um, I don't know, like six out of ten. It's weird. It's not bad. Well, it'll get, it'll get you where you want to go. I'm, we're not going to pause this. You know, it's fine. I'll try it later. <laughs> no, I don't know. Just for ten. Here, we'll make a... <laughs> let me pop oh, yeah. the wine. Yay! Hey. <laughs> I'm much better at that. We well, right it. now. <laughs> okay well anyway we're at a winery and not just enter any wine not <laughs> any winery we're at the winery at margin manor located in western new york's fruit belt oh i know very exciting <laughs> uh let's just get into the information shall we this is coming from surprise surprise marginmanor.com who better wow uh, like I said, it is located in the fruit belt of western New York. This wow, or woman-owned winery. Love it. I know, I'm like, <laughs> did you just make that up? It feels like it. <laughs> is owned by Margot Sue Bittner. The Marjum name comes from, are you, do you know where it came from? No, and that was going to be my first question. Is like, is it a mixture of a husband and wife or It is. Partners? And like, I, I don't know. I'm like, it's a little cheesy, but I get it. I was hoping <laughs> if when you said lady owned, I'm like, like ladies? <laughs> like lady ladies? No, unfortunately, she's pretty straight. Um, well, I can't assume straight. She's with, she has a husband though. Yeah. Um, it is a blending of her first name with that of her husband, Jim. Her name is Margot Jim Margim. Okay. Yeah, I mean... I mean, that seemed a- obvious. I kind of figured that's what it was going to be. <laughs> it, it is a weird... Because it's interesting. It's just M-A-R-G-I-M. And it's like, the, you know that's not a real word. Yeah. Uh, it's a name they created 35 years ago when they began dairy farming. I've heard so much about dairy farming today because of the agricultural convention. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the winery is a truly family affair. Margot Sue Bittner is president. I can't have met too many segues. I just... Nepotism. <clears throat> Margot Sue Bittner is the president. Margot's daughter, Janet Walker, assists with sales and marketing. The fruit comes from Bittner Singer Orker, Ork, Orchards, <laughs> uh, where Marco, Margot's husband, Jim, is president. And their son works full-time at Bittner Singer Orchards as well. It's just... Hmm. Some things you do want to keep in the family, but it's just like, it just reminds me of this uh, law firm here in town that I pass almost daily, that it's like, let's just say the last name is Smith. It's like John Smith, and then his assistant, Mary Smith, mm-hmm. and their co and their employees, Sue Smith, and Tim Smith. Not Bob, blah, blah, And Frank blah, Smith. Blah. Yeah, it's blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Bob, blah. Oh my gosh, what's the Arrested Development? Bob, Lobs law. Blah, I don't know. You just have to look it up. The rest of development is such a good show. Uh, Bob Lob is his name, and then it's his law blog, uh, law blog, or something like that. Yeah, Bob Lob's law blog. I don't know. It's really weird. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, 
So anyway, the 9,500 square foot mansion has a unique appearance in history. Formerly called Appleton Hall, it is built of bricks imported from Italy by its original owner, Shabal Merritt. Shubble? Uh, probably not Shubble. <laughs> I'm say Shubble Merritt, uh, who bought the property from the Holland Land Company. It features a wraparound enclosed porch. We love that. Love it. Carefully restored to its former glory. The mansion built in the 1800s was originally a farmhouse and late and later a summer retreat for the Sisters of St. Joseph Convent. The house even has resident ghosts. Wow, I'm sure we'll hear about that. <laughs> uh, visit the tasting room to hear the whole story. No recent sightings have been reported yet. I'm like, I don't know why they listed that, but okay. Okay. <clears throat> and, oh, even if you don't see any of the resident ghosts, you can still say hello to one of our manor cats, Skipper and Slinky. Oh, precious. Babies, love them. So that's just like the quick about us, and then you could click on the history, which I did. So let's cover a little bit of the past. In 1834, Shabal, or Shubble, <laughs> uh, I'm not saying Shubble, because it's Shabal Scudder Merritt. Oh. What a name. Uh, bought 205 acres from the Holland Land Company. Nice. I wish. I just want, like, that much for my chickens. Um, <laughs> oh, exciting news. My chick, Two of my chickens laid their first eggs today. So we have a blue egg and a white egg, in addition to all the brown eggs. Wonderful. Wonderful. <clears throat> So anyway, uh, Shabal built a log cabin and moved his family onto the property. Sophia, so I almost meant to draw you a, a diagram because you're about to get a lot of names thrown at you, so keep up. Okay, there, I will not, but okay. okay. So you've got Shabal. He is with Sophia Spencer Wilson, and he's been married to her. He, wait, sorry, I like tried to say it differently. I'm just going to read it as it is. Okay. Sophia Spencer Wilson and he had been married in 1830, and their son Lewis Wilson was born in 1832. Eventually, he, Shabal, built a frame house, and two more children were born Phoebe Sophia and Cordelia Marie. As he became more profitable, his wife wanted a house to reflect this. Okay. Okay, and what did you do, Sophia? Anyway. Was <laughs> that the wife, Sophia? Sophie, see, exactly. I'm already getting confused. Say, so that's one of the children. No, it's because it's Phoebe Sophia. Is oh, a child. Oh, and Sophia's, okay. Yep, and Sophia Spencer Wilson is the mother. Yep, see, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, recall it if you need me okay. to. Okay. Um, in 1854, he built a brick home. Lewis, their child, enrolled in the University of Rochester, but the two girls, uh, Phoebe and Cordelia, moved into the family home. Sophia, the mother, died in the home in 1864. Wow. The following year, Lewis, their son, also died in the home. Yikes. E. Uh, Shabal lived there until 1881 uh, when he died on March 2nd, so not even 20 years after the son and the the wife died. Goodness. The daughters then inherited the house. Phoebe Sophia and her husband Lucius Adams oh. <laughs> bought Cordelia's portion and ran the farm with a series of caretakers. In 1895, Dr. Charles A. Ring purchased the home. His wife Hannah Danelia Ripley Farewell. No. <laughs> I know, very very fancy. Uh, wanted to move out of Buffalo, and the two had to had a dream of farming. In Buffalo, they lived on Fargo Avenue, a few doors up from Hannah's father, Reverend Alan Plum Ripley, and his second wife, Florella Celesta Morse. Goodness sakes. There's so many names. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they became very successful peach farmers, participating in many research projects through Cornell University. 
in June, ma'am. What was that? <laughs> I think that was maple. I don't oh. know. In June 1907, Hannah died in the home. Charles remained in home. In home. What? Charles remained in the home, I'm guessing. He named Appleton Hall. In January 1908, he filed a new will naming Elia Estelle Morse or Florella's, Florella's younger half-sister, don't ask me who Florella is at this oh, point, Okay. as the recipient of the home. On February 28, 1908, he died supposedly of heart disease. Estelle, as she was called, promptly moved into the house with her widowed sister Florella. Florella died in the home in September September 1908, so just six months after he died. Um, and in 1909, Estelle married John Farmer Whitwell, a widower. Oh my gosh, a widower who had helped farm the property. Excuse me, truck. <laughs> uh, they lived in the house until 1922 when they moved to West Somerset, New York. Various cells of the home fell through and it went into foreclosure. Rip. On July 19th, 1933, Mr. Callahan from M&T Bank visited Mother Con- Constantia Driscoll? I can't be Constantia. Constantia Driscoll of the Sisters of St. Joseph. The sisters were at their summer home, St. Mary's, in Alcott. Casual. <sighs> As teachers of the deaf, the sisters were considering a vocational farm school for the boys in the school in Buffalo. Mother Constantia and a group of sisters looked at the property just a few miles up the road. On the lake was a cabin that resembled the Order's first home in Carol, Carindelet, Missouri. These names. Uh, they promptly purchased the property to use as a camp for girls, farm school for deaf boys, and summer retreat for themselves. Nice. And they owned it until 1993. Oh. Okay, so present day, David P. Gardner of Gardner Graphics purchased the property for his business and later his residence. And then 10 years later, in 2003, Margot Sue Bittner, we brought it back full circle, bought it <laughs> as a winery. Oh, my goodness. The winery at Margin Manor produces fruit wines and also rents out rooms for parties and receptions. It has a local reputation as a haunted house and was featured on the television series... Ghost Adventures? Hunters. Oh, okay. Wow. Very exciting. And on the Travel Channel series, Most Terrifying Places in America. Hmm. That's it. That's all she wrote. I feel like that's not a lot, but I spoke so much already, <laughs> getting off topic at the very beginning. Um, uh, and now my throat is mad at me, so that is like the quick and dirty of Margin Manor. It's gone through a million variations, a million hands, like maybe 15 hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of bodies. It was a funny joke, and you didn't even laugh. Fifteen hands instead of fourteen hands. Oh, ha 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 ha. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go all the way back to uh, I think that's a Miram livery episode, maybe like number twelve or something like no, that. No, I thought we used it for Ashmore. Fourteen hands. I thought. I don't know. Just listen to our whole podcast. <laughs> Get those numbers up. Go um, back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, just start from the beginning, hear how far we've come, and then do it all over again. I don't know. Uh, but that's, like I said, quick and dirty of the winery. I mean, there's enough ghostly activity here that ghosted, ghost hunters, I'm sorry, and Travel Channel, channel in general has traveled there. So yeah, tell me why. Well, I did go scouring the internet, as we do, and I 
always look in a couple of different places. I look for videos. I look for pictures. I look for firsthand accounts. So, I mean, you could find those in crazy spots. But one of the places we have found good stories, I think, is in reviews of places. I was going to say, is it TripAdvisor? It is TripAdvisor. Wow. I've got stuff all over the place, so bear with me. But let me go. I will read this uh, review first. This person left this review. They're from Houston, Texas, and they reviewed it back in September of 2020. Okay. So it's been a minute. Now, she said, uh, her name is Nurse Sherry, who left this review. And she gave it five stars. So we love to see it. Be good. Yeah. I'm assuming that's out of five and not ten. Yes, it's out okay. of five. <laughs> so she said, I always go out of my way to visit haunted places and was excited to find that these guys were also Harvest Host. This was a Harvest Host haunted, um, like, event they were doing. Okay. We enjoyed the wine tasting and the ghost story. The owners are very hospitable and the area for overnight parking is very attractive. Our camper has a max fan. We don't care. At approximately, <laughs> we're going to skip her little bits here. At approximately 3 a.m., I woke up to what I thought was, oh, I guess I do need to give you this little bit. She says there is a fan over the main bed in the camper. Okay. At 3 a.m., she woke up to what she thought was hail falling on the roof. Mm-hmm. And she realized that it was something on the roof and that the fan vent had been closed. So okay. it was open, now closed. A few seconds later, she heard scratching on her window. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. She woke up her sister and turned on all the lights. She thought it was some type of animal and called the host that afternoon because she was afraid that she may have woken them since they live in the manor. So she didn't want to call them at 3 a.m. She wanted to wait a little bit. I mean, that's fair. The owner suggested that it may have been a raccoon, which, I mean, maybe, whatever. Anyway, later that day, she goes to open the fan and the mechanism is stripped. It would have taken something a lot heavier than a raccoon to do to that and to do that to it. And of course, now she has to have it replaced. We are also visited by a thick plague of gnats that morning. Ugh, gross. Yeah, and have no idea how they got in and are still trying to get rid of them days later. Uh, so it's Supernatural all like... or odd events. <laughs> so it's kind of like uh, Amityville in there. Yeah, a little bit. So that was just a quick little story, I guess. I, out of all the reviews, I did sift through all seven pages. Oh, my gosh. And a lot of people did mention they have ghost tours. They There are ghosts here. It's supposedly haunted, but no one went into detail except no, this one not. person. So I said, fine, I'll cover your story, I guess. And then the next place I jumped to was YouTube. Just because I'm a visual person. I like to see these things. Yeah, definitely. And especially since the owner, they mentioned, well, in what I had read, there had been mentions that they keep a log, a book of people's experiences, which we've seen at a couple places. Yeah. Whisper Estates was one of them. We got to write our experience in their book. Yeah. But they have a similar one to keep track of all these experiences. But, um... As far as YouTube videos go, very little information to find. I did find one video that was like a 20 minute, 20 to 20, 30 minute investigation. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't see anything happen. Like they were using an EMF reader uh, 
they had what sounded like maybe a ghost tube or a voice uh, spirit box or something going. Yeah. Couldn't really make out anything that it said. And also, it was a group ghost hunt. There were several people in that room, and I'm like, Bleh, hate it. Yeah, been there. Um, there were a couple of other little videos, three-minute videos here and there. Um, one of the things I kept running across, and other people have mentioned, this must be like the big one, is there's an EVP that's been caught there that um, I think they said it's in a man's voice or maybe a boy's voice. But they have an EVP of someone saying, who's in my house? We love good long EVPs like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been people say that they've seen a man, a young man in Victorian dress. He kind of appears near the fireplaces. So probably hanging out, smoking a cigar, drinking a drink, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it's uh, Lewis, the son of the original owners potentially see and that's i didn't know any of the history so i couldn't that's the only thing that sucked is with as many names as you had i kind of wish i would have at least known some of the names going into the experience yeah just because i'm like they mentioned names like charles and they did mention sophia and lewis yeah but there's been other accounts that people say that lights have turned on by themselves. Pictures have come off the walls. Wine bottles will fly off the shelves. Things like that. Um, there was one video I found. It was posted like eight years ago. So it's been a minute. But And again, it's like a three and a half minute long video. They said the ghosts are the wife, Sophia, and son, Louis. And... There's, uh, usually it's Thursdays at three o'clock, 3 p.m. is when oh. ghostly stuff happens. Okay. I don't know why. Um, I vaguely remember them explaining it, but it's always, it's almost always something happens on Thursdays at three o'clock if you're hanging so, around. So definitely like a residual. Mm-hmm. There was one time that they were actually holding a wedding ceremony there and, the owner is can also officiate weddings and she's officiating this one and when it came to the vows she turned to the bride and asked do you take you know whatever the vows were and at that point all the cameras that were recording shut off oh and then they kept going through the ceremony i don't know if they just didn't notice or they didn't want to stop the ceremony right to be like hold on let me uh get this back up yeah so she kept going and when it came to the i now pronounce you part they all turned it back on oh Hmm. i mean that is weird yeah i mean it one thing for one camera to malfunction i don't know how many there were but for all of them to shut off and turn back on at the same time is strange yeah uh, the owner has also seen full body apparitions. Mm-hmm. And there was one time they were working and she, one of the girls she was working with, she had asked her to clean some glasses, uh, asked her a couple of times. And every time she walked by, the glasses were still sitting there and she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so finally, she looked at um, the girl and told her again for like the fifth time, said, well, you clean these glasses and realized that it wasn't the girl working there. She said it was Hannah 
the old caretaker's wife. Okay, yeah. Does that I was say I was trying to listen for names and I already forgot. So Hannah was one of the people. Yes, yeah. Yeah, she believes it was Hannah standing there, like full on just enough that she thought it was the girl she was working with that night. That's how Right. like clear she was. And the thing is the names that you've mentioned of the people that they see Sophia, Lewis, Hannah, I know for certain and I'm pretty sure Hannah too, they were the ones that died in the home. Okay. Yeah. So that tracks. I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's there were a lot of names, but uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. <coughs> I've got one Man, more. I'm just going to die over here. I'm sorry. Quit dying. I can't help it. Quit it. <coughs> Man. Oh my God. My throat is so dry. Help. I I cannot help you. Okay, I'm going to try to find... Here it is. I had the wrong website up for a second, and I got scared. Like, that's not it. Um, your cats are being a nightmare. <laughs> I know. I'm watching them. Okay. This article is pretty old. It was actually written in October of 2008. Excuse me. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, it's a bit old. And it actually talks about the ghost hunters... Oh, the, that when yeah. they visited Marjum, and I'll kind of skim through this. It's a little long, but it's not too terrible. Whatever, we'll see. Hopefully, I can get through it and maybe give you one more thing. So this says that ghost stories are good. Are good ghost stories and good wine go together at the winery in Marjum Manor? Wow. Yeah. The mix was intoxicating Wednesday night for the television viewing of Ghost Hunters. I love punny stuff. <laughs> so it says it was a viewing of Ghost Hunters, so not the actual Ghost Hunters. Okay, okay. It was a party of 180 people hanging out. I don't even have 180 friends. <laughs> <laughs> the team from the Sci-Fi Channel show visited the site on a dark and stormy night, of course, and came away scratching their heads, maybe even believing it's actually haunted. The first 30 minutes of the 60-minute broadcast was bland, is what they said. Which, well, at uh, least they're honest. And hold on. Let me back up for a second. Okay. Why does it say Connecticut ghost? We are reading about Appleton and Marjum, but it says few could have been convinced of Connecticut ghost. Uh-huh. Moving on, whatever. Uh, well. That's, I had to back up. I'm like, did I click the wrong article again? <laughs> Dang. No, I didn't. The Appleton visit was enlivened by Margot Sue Bittner, the owner of the winery. Whether or not she believes there are ghosts on her property, she loves to tell the stories and puts on a good party. She said that the sci-fi channel left out some good parts, though. In the broadcast, the two ghost hunters told of mysterious noises and dark figures moving across the door. Um, they said, quote, I saw somebody walk from the right side of the doorway to the left. It went by quickly, so I didn't think much of it. All of a sudden, it happened again. Grant was lucky enough to be looking that exact way with me. So this one person saying this is Jason Hawes. Grant is the other guy that was with him. Mm -hmm. So the first time Jason caught it and was like, mm, what? But then him and his co-host Grant saw it together. Yeah. So he had someone to back him up. And Grant confirmed it did look like a person. It did not look like a shadow. It was a person. He's, they're adamant on this. Yeah. <clears throat> and then 
They said, I saw the same thing in this doorway. Must be, I don't know who, I don't know what room they're in, they don't say, but which gave the impression that they were checking us out. They were out of range, but keeping an eye on us. So the feeling of being watched, which is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The ghost hunters played back digital recordings. One sounded like a child saying hello, and another seemed to be saying, who's in the house? So like another, is that the same EVP or? I don't know. I'm wondering if that is the the infamous EVP that kept getting brought up. Maybe. Because the videos that I watched were definitely not older than 2008. They did not go back that far. The oldest one, I think, went back eight years or something like that. Anyway, Bittner, the owner, said the deeper voice sounded familiar, uh, saying, quote, sometimes at night I hear deep sounds like that, but not anything I can ever determine or make out what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And the ghost hunters themselves had no explanation for the EVPs that they got. They said, it's not only interesting. This place is fascinating. We caught some great stuff. There's a mystery there, and I don't know if we helped solve the mystery, but we certainly added to it. <laughs> the ghost hunters recommended that Bittners start keeping a logbook. That may have been when it started. Okay. The house seems to have some paranormal activity. To what extent, we're not sure yet. Further investigation is needed. So all you investigators out there, they definitely, and they totally play into it too. Around the fall and Halloween, they have all sorts of events and stuff that they do that you can come. Uh, They had one, I think, called a Halloween, where you go and (laughs) drink wine and they tell you ghost stories. Um. Anyway, the ghost hunter said that they were impressed that the activity happened where they expected it to ha- happened where they expected it to happen. It all adds up and adds credibility to her story. We definitely got to come back. That's terrible grammar, but okay. Yeah. And then, so they're saying they they can't really confirm if they're a ghost or not. They have enough activity and evidence that they want to take a second look into it. And. The Bittner said, um, no, I'm sorry, not Bittner, Audrey Wagner, which I'm not sure. She was just someone at the the showing, I think. Yeah. She said, I didn't see any, but it's hard to convince the guys on the TV show. (laughs) I mean, like she didn't see any activity. Mm -hmm. They say, I'm sorry, we didn't see any paranormal activity and they're here to debunk it. When they do hear something, it's always interesting. Their party got to the viewing early and had good seats in the second row. So they're now they're interviewing the people who went there. Yeah. I didn't see anything peculiar, but I wasn't here in the night in the lightning storm either. It would have been nice to see something move or unexplained, but I didn't see anything. The guy did bring up a good point during the show, though. He wondered how much people were under the influence when they did see odd things happen. I mean, he's not he, wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... Here we go. This is the part I was remembering. Bittner, the owner, she was upset that Ghost Hunters didn't mention the mysterious bouncing golf ball. So there was parts that they had left out. Which that seems notable. mm -hmm. So she was present for some, if not all, of the investigation. So when they watched this whole episode, she was like, what the heck? She said they didn't put that on air. It was one of the most suspicious things, and they didn't put it on air. She also said one of the cameramen told her later that every time he held up the camera to start taking pictures, somebody stood behind him telling him to go. 
Oh, okay. When he was going to, I don't know. But he said it uh, got to be a little bit spooky after a while. I can imagine. And then another viewer by the name of Helen said uh, she may have been touched by a ghost while watching in the chapel. I don't know what the chapel is, if it's part of the manor, I guess. No. Maybe. She said, it's very new to me and I tend to be very skeptical. I'm not exactly sure. I was sitting watching the show and it almost felt like somebody gently took my elbow like I was going to be escorted. They said, get out of here, man. <laughs> Can you please leave? <laughs> she said she had nothing to drink at all. Nothing at all. Said it twice. I wonder if it's something I actually felt or if I'm letting my imagination and the ambience get the best of me. So still talking like a skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they said that many visitors were hoping to have a paranormal experience. Someone named Beth watched the ghost hunt, watches ghost hunters all the time. And she said they try to debunk it to see if it's not real. Are there really apparitions and really ghosts? It's really neat. They find stuff all the time. And another viewer said, we thought we would have fun with the whole concept of the rag doll, which they... They had reenactors who dressed up as ghosts and would go through the audience and stuff. I don't know. It's a little uh, yeah hokey. But one of them dressed up as Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy. Two people did. I guess they had two people. And <laughs> they're talking about how they were going to have fun with people by being these creepy dolls. Like, we can have fun with dolls. it. Yeah. They just talk about all the crazy, and it goes on to say they all the crazy stuff that they do for Halloween. So, um, I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to cover. I really should have saved more tabs. <laughs> That's how, totally how my many fault. tabs do you have open on your phone, Megan? Because I feel like I don't want to be this, shamed right now. Well, I feel like we've had this conversation. No, the worst one in the house by far is Maddie. Are you <clears> sure? Well, now I'm not. I can <laughs> go ahead and tell you. I'm actually annoyed at the number of tabs I have up now. And if I deleted the ones that were regarding, like, the history. Uh-huh. I have 27 open, but I could probably delete, oh. like, four of them right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you really want to know how many I have up. I've got 493 right now. <laughs> oh. Wh why? I don't know. <laughs> literally one is like a recipe i have one translate tab open because i feel like i always want to translate something uh -huh. i have a conversion chart tab because i always need to convert metric to u.s and then just <sighs> random things who knows do i have maddie beat hey maddie how many tabs do you have open on your phone just yell it when you find it we'll let you know in a minute oh okay <laughs> Um, oh Lord, let's see if I found what I wanted to talk about. No, I didn't, but it's fine. Um, it was just more like little firsthand accounts. So really, I thought I could find a little bit more on this. I was a little bummed that I didn't. Uh, and there, there's bits and pieces out there everywhere. There's news articles. Honestly, there was one that the, the title really grabbed me and I wanted to read it, but I had to get a subscription to the newspaper and I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to that newspaper. It was like the, 
Buffalo News. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I had that issue with the last place we did. Yeah, it says pouring out ghost stories with wine at Margin Manor. So if anyone has a subscription to Buffalo News, I would totally be down to uh, see what that article says. <laughs> so as far as tabs open in this house, uh-huh. you have far exceeded. Hey. <laughs> Maddie said she has 131. 493 y'all <laughs> i have as i said 27 but because we just finished this i can go one two three four i have a hard time letting go it's an <clears throat> issue i know <laughs> well i've got a handful like i've got some microphones up that i want to remember like this cute little espresso machine that I don't want to lose again. Uh, so I'm at 23 tabs and it bugs, it bugs me truly. How about I update you guys the next episode after I've cleaned up some tabs <laughs> and I'll let you know. I just, it's hard to let those things hard. go. <laughs> it's hard. Okay. This is like therapeutic for me. I'm going to have to really meditate on it before <laughs> closing tabs you'll have to open each one and then you'll get down a rabbit hole and mm-hmm. yeah yeah listen i am that way with pictures on my phone i know <laughs> i know i have an obscene amount of pictures oh. on my phone well now that i have a child <clears throat> let me see how many i have let's find out i always feel like mine isn't that bad and then i say it and people are like jesus christ like i don't think <laughs> apparently it's a lot well, let, then maybe I should give my number first. I'm just shy. God bless America. I'm just shy of 4,000. I have 3934. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. What? I have... <laughs> in recents. That's just recents because I have multiple albums. Oh, well, that was my recent, yeah. My recents is 7,666. Oh, my. Whoops. <laughs> So many, so many are quick screenshots of things that, like, I know I don't need. I could probably lose literal thousands, and I'm just like, but what if? <laughs> what if I need that? I wonder if John's got you beat. I'm going to ask him. I think he might, because he screenshots everything. I, and every time I do, I'm like, please delete that later. I know for a fact I have a video of there when I go to check on my eggs for my chickens. Uh-huh. I like turn the video on and like use the camera to I take a video of the inside of the coop so I don't have to go in there um, and then look at the video and I forget to delete it. So I have a lot of videos of me just <laughs> looking inside the chicken coop, dropping the phone, going shoot, and then picking it up and keeping going. <clears throat> That's funny. I'm a mess. Help. Okay. My th- I'm sorry about the coughing towards the end. The, the dryness that my throat feels right now is unmatched. Well, we'll wrap it up then so you can get yourself a dang drink. I know. Maybe of that wine. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Because I have to finish a scary movie that me and Maddie started the other day. And I really did the whole, like, my neck snapped back. I said, oh. <laughs> oh, because you were sleeping? Yeah. Like, my neck fell back and, like, I woke myself up real hard. I was doing that at work today. Dude, I felt my head just like <clears throat> drooping. It was really bad. No, it was one of those that hurt. Like I thought my head was in the crook of the couch. I went, <laughs> like came back <sighs> to life. It hurt. <laughs> and I think Maddie saw it because next thing I knew when I opened my eyes, the TV was off. The lights were off. She's like going to bed. I said, when? <laughs> oh, so we got to finish that movie. The New Daughter with Kevin Costner. Oh, 
Never heard of I'm it. I'm going to take another long nap. <laughs> Instead of a bedtime? Yeah, just that's... It's just a series of naps for me at this point. Welcome to parenthood. Stop. Listen, one day we'll catch up. I'll tell you, I had, this is my last little bit. Sorry, yeah, sorry we're like now going all over the place. I was really out of it, tired when I woke up for work. I woke up late and was like, oh my God, I'm running around the house trying to get ready. I didn't get to pack my lunch all the way. I just kind of threw some snacks in my bag. I was like, that'll (laughs) tide me over till lunch. And then, um... I was getting dressed and then getting Jordan ready, feeding the cats and like trying to do all these things at once. And I walked out the door and I got halfway to my car and I was like, crap, I forgot my laptop. So I had to go back inside and get my laptop. I was like, okay, bye. And then I got to the half to the car again i'm opening the door and i look down i'm still wearing my crocs i said oh no and i had to run inside and change my shoes i I thought you were gonna say you left jordan inside or something oh i don't i don't take jordan to daycare anymore i pick her up but john drops her off okay so you got her ready he took her yeah i get her ready while he's also getting ready it's a it's a nightmare in our house so (laughs) i yeah, I almost left the house without my work computer and in Crocs and <laughs> dress clothes. <laughs> so it's like, I'm a mess. I don't oh, know. Lord. I hate the mornings where I wake up uh, and when the alarm goes off, like you actually feel like crying. Like you're so mad at how little sleep you got. It's, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be no different for me. I, I do, just feel it in my bones. I do that often. I work at six in the morning tomorrow, which isn't even the earliest shift and um i'm probably gonna do that where i the alarm goes off and i feel like i just closed my eyes and i'm gonna cry a little bit while i am tinkling (laughs) and then just go to work yeah oh god well let's try to at least get a couple more minutes of sleep shall we i suppose we shall We'll head out. And then, oh, good Lord, next week. Ooh, next week is our yes. the first of the month, which means we have a follow-up for you. We do. If if you recall, we're going to Fowler, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Fowler, Indiana, to the Fowler Theater and the Benton... Benton County Benton Jail. Benton County Courthouse. 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 I know. I always want to say jail because, like, if you listen to the last episode, go listen to it. I don't know why I freaked out like that. <laughs> um you'll know that there's a jail within the courthouse. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll be giving you evidence from that. Very exciting. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> okay. Night-night. <laughs> Good night. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsotheysaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at or so they say pod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash or so they say pod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.